I'm hit, I'm recording. I don't know why I'm not saying anything. <laughs> you start these episodes. I know. All right. Hey guys, this is Chris Hill. This is DJ Loop. And uh, we're here for another episode of our Humble Beer podcast. We are um, once again back at the Casa de Hill. The Humble the humble Studios. The Humble Pod. Yeah, the Humble Pod Studios, yeah, actually. Humble Legitimately Pod Coming from Humble Pod. Every time I come over here, it gets more technically like sound or whatever, technically advanced. I know. It's like the Borg are taking over here. The Humble <laughs> Pod Studios. I mean, I'm I'm using some pretty fancy equipment here. I'm yes. not going to lie. It's pretty awesome. It's like the days of like you forgot for for getting to hit a button to the losing entire episodes are over. Who's to say I'm recording right now? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I'm recording. I promise. I can see lights flashing, so I only assume. Yeah, lights are lights are flashing. There's that bar is running, and you can see the waveform being made. It's it's pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, man. Um, so dude, I feel like we, we were talking right before we got recording. It feels like it's been forever. I mean, it's it really not, but it does feel like it's been forever. And I think, um, um was March the last time we actually recorded yeah. something together. I think. Yeah, I think so. With the right? with winter warm up, winter warm up. Yeah. Towards the end of March. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then April came around, May came around. Sorry, listeners. If you've been anticipating a new episode, we've been a little behind, um, life. Being adults and dads and stuff. Adults and dads. That's the that's, that's, that's the truth. Starting a podcast company. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. And we have um, our very first like major sponsor of the podcast, like like legitimate major major sponsor. Who? Humble Pod. That's right. We do. Yeah. First paying sponsor <laughs> for the podcast. <laughs> they're they're paying for. Um, us to be able to record this. They're paying for the podcast hosting. They're paying for everything. It's amazing. Humble Pod. Yeah. Humble Pod is. Yeah. If you need a podcast, go to Humble Pod. Go to Humble Pod. Yes. Uh, we can help out. That's a shameless plug. Um, but, but, anyways, uh, yeah, just wanted to catch up. DJ, I mean, you've been, dude, you've been all over the place. Yeah. I've been to Atlanta uh, a couple times, checking out breweries. Um, Brewfest prep is in full swing. You you got a you got a pretty good haul back from your last Atlanta yeah. trip, didn't you? Yeah. What'd you, um, what'd you bring back, by the way? Uh, I went to the Hop City. Hop City. I said that like one word. Hop City. Hop City. It's Hop City. Hop City. It's Hop City in blue. One, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hop City. Um, it's 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 a crappier store down in Atlanta. There's like several of them, and one has. Oh, sorry. I, th- I think that's going to be the title of the episode, by the way. Hop City. Hop City, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so I went a little crazy um, and bought a, a, a hundred plus more. I don't know. I, I don't want to remember how much I spent at the, at the Hop Hop City. I, I think you estimated somewhere around 150 when you were telling me. Yeah. Or maybe you were just bragging. Yeah, <laughs> probably. No, but um, yeah, I ran in the store and bought a bunch of back stuff back. And then, of course, they, the um, the employee was a super beer nerd and we nerded out and he was telling me about all this stuff. And I got really an employee at a place called Hop City was a beer nerd. Yeah. So that's awesome. Like, but he was like a beer nerd that's like he, he was actually, he really liked, you could tell he was happy to be there. Right, right. I get you. Yeah. He could, you could tell he was like, enjoying what he was doing he was like nerding out on the beer with me and we were and i, I think i have this i don't even know what remember what what brewing company was but i have like this 20 dollar barrel age stout in a bottle that mm. it just sounded amazing at a time at the time and i put it on the counter and bought it but i don't actually have that with me today i should have brought it but <sighs> son of a gun you should have brought it man later episode should have brought it um but uh, yeah, but uh, I got some um, Reformation Brewing Company. Um, they're they're becoming one of my favorite brewing companies, not, not only because of their um, the the flavor of their beer, but just the kind of the, their mission of their company. They're, right, they're, right. And uh, 
and okay, I got all kinds of stuff down there. I had to actually look and see what everything I, everything I bought. We, yeah. Well, as we're drinking it to the episode, we'll go through it. But I went to I got to visit Red Hair. Yeah. On my trips, and that was the first time I actually been to Red Hair. I've drank a lot of their beer and their their fifty fifty, the Rattler, and their um 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 the lawn mowing beers they have the. I was like, I think it's like a lawn. I can't remember exactly what it's called. But um, got to check, check that vibe. It's kind of an industrial area. It's like five minutes away from um, Atlanta Brave Stadium. A lot of people, um, I was talking to the, one of the bartenders there. A lot of people will come there and park in the one of the industrial areas. Mm-hmm. And they'll Uber over to the game. That way they don't have to pay the high pricing for the parking or the, the deal with the traffic in and out of the stadium with their car. They can have a few beers, Uber to the game. Uber back. It's a great idea, and so that that was pretty cool. So that's what we're doing next time we go to Atlanta yeah. together. We're we're spurging it in the. I did the chop house seats. Oh, uh, we had, had your own. You had your own little bar stools and seat. You uh-huh. were in right field, and there's like four or five, um, more than that, probably like five six rows or more, and you're like sitting at a bar in in the stands or at right field, per- perfect view of the stadium. You get your own server. Mm-hmm. You got an elect, uh, electronic coo- cooler koozie mm-hmm. that you sit your beer in to keep your beer cold. Oh my gosh! And you can, um, it's like, and I mean, it's at a stadium, so I got stadium prices, but it's like eight bucks for like a terrapin hopsecutioner in, in, in a sixteen ounce can. So I mean, that's pretty awesome. I mean, what you do is you splurge, you get the seat, and then you know you're going to spend a hundred bucks in beer and food while you're while you have the server. Yeah, you're going to spend eighty dollars in food and twenty dollars on a tip, but you know what? It's worth it. Because the only thing you have to get up to do for the baseball game is go to the bathroom. <laughs> the only thing you got to do. That's, and, and there's that's a, pretty impressive. And there's a bathroom within 20 feet of you, behind yeah. you in the little restaurant up there. So it's like one of the best Braves experiences I had when the, in those seats. I have I have only ever sat in the nosebleed section watching a Braves game. Um, well, and we're, that we're, was like, that was in like 98, right after the, the Olympics. And my family had gone down to like visit Olympic Park and, you know, do all that. And then we went in and yeah, had some fun. But yeah, that was that was my last experience out there. Yeah, I was super disappointed that I didn't get to do the new Reformation Brewing. I think they want um, the new location. Mm. One in Woodstock and one's I think it's this one's closer to Atlanta. Mm. But um, Canton, I think I don't know. I think that's the name of the little town they're in or, or street or whatever. But it's a new location, and it's has, I think it has a full service like um, restaurant. I believe. Nice. Could be mistaken, but I remember thinking of reading food. But the guy who um, runs it, his name is Spencer Nix. I follow him on the social medias and talked to him before on the socials, but never met him in person. I met his wife at a UT football tailgate when UT was playing um, Georgia Tech. Mm. And she's a Georgia Tech alum, and I saw the Reformation, Reformation Brewing um, tent outside on somebody's car. I'm like, oh, I love Reformation Brewing. I'm, I'm down here by their beer. I've been to the, the location of Woodstock. I've talked to Spencer um, on Twitter and Facebook, and and he's like, she's like, oh, that's my husband. <laughs> and so I got the, and she gave me some free. Um, bigger. This was a, that was like what a year ago, but mm. but we need to do a trip down there for a, for game. We, we do. I don't. And I don't think I've told you this yet, but one of my cousins um, is somehow related. Like I don't know if it's like I guess cousin removed. Like it's guy who married my cousin. He's like either related or really close to the founders of Reformation. Like oh, he's nice. got a really close connection, and we just need to pull in a favor. And, and I think we. Can oh, that him, that would be awesome. Have him do it with us. Um, they're like um, um, they're just like Black Abbey. Once I kind of, kind of made that, it's like I really like their beer. Mm-hmm. It's like you really, I really like their beer. Before I had the kind of like connection, like their mission connection of the brewery. Yeah. Then when I had the, then I was like, their beer just automatically. I don't know how if if you feel this way, but if the the beer almost seems like it tastes better now because. I have more respect for it now that we've talked to Carl, learned his heart and passion for the beer yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's like a passion, and you um, and you made that connection and kind of had that that nerd out session with somebody. Oh yeah, and 
So you're like, like, oh, you just enjoy it much more. But the same kind of same way with him because like he um, posted a blog post called Grace North Georgia and Craft Beer. Mm. And it was just all like the, how God gave him the grace and the opportunity to build the brewery and the, and the North Georgian community, how it's, it's kind of developed who he was and surrounded him and made the brewery successful and so successful he could open up another brewery. So it was a real cool blog post, and it was just like, that's the reason why I love craft beer is because it it's the community. One of the, one of the reasons I love craft beer is the community aspect of it and the art yeah. and the art aspect of it. So that was really super cool. But uh, yeah, but other than that, I didn't know I was a brewer, but my preacher told me that I was a brewer. <laughs> I got a text message, and, and somebody was texting in church. Mm-hmm. And shot me a text message and told me I was asked me if I was a burr. Yeah, that was, that was me. Oh, really? Think, oh, oh, did you? I mean, did you? Did you think it was somebody else? Because I, I was oh, okay. No, I knew who it was, but that was yeah. that was pretty funny. So yeah, I was like, did somebody else text you? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. They're like, man, DJ, you you changed careers. I mean, you've no. got you've got no offense the the brewer build like you've got right. the the bushy beard, the um the very I drink beer build of course i do too now so like we're, we're not we're not very far off in, yeah. in terms of style now but um but that's great uh, yeah that was that was really fun going to yeah. your church and get to, to see um Ava get baptized and all that that yeah that was fun that's, david 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 yeah <laughs> so. got your career wrong got your baby's name wrong but i think are he you was, sure you want to be a member of this church dj i think he was being slightly he he He's a he. Our our pastor is a bit of a uh, character, so he mm-hmm. uh, or I'll say character, but he, he's a good for a joke. And I think he was being a bit facetious. He he knows where I work, so yeah. But uh, that, that was that was super fun. Then, like I said, Brewfest prep is in full swing. We're having we're having another meeting on Sunday, and just preparing for the masses coming to sample craft beer and yeah. And I'm kind of. Um, Excited and nervous because usually when I help do the setup and stuff, I have my safety net that is Shane Mc, or um, Shane McMahon. Yeah, and but he's him and um, Marsha, the people that have done the run the show, are not there this year. So, hmm. so um, it's it's going to be like so a bunch of like I'll be the old hat there and. That's a that's a big deal, but you're you're leading the volunteers this year, right? Ra- Rachel's the volunteer coordinator. Okay, so you're the support. Yeah, so I'm the. I didn't trust you to lead all the volunteers. Well, I mean, I've never done that before. Okay, so um, she's the one who's actually the volunteer coordinator. Like she tells people where to go. Like uh-huh. I've always just been the logistics guy. I just help do like set up and. Tell people, okay, this one, this this table needs to be here, and that table needs to be there. Right. And I've worked with Shane on doing that, so I'll still be doing that. But this time, I won't. I won't have Shane. What did we do last year? Or <laughs> do you remember how this goes? It's so, all on you. That's so, that's that is uh, that is definitely scary. So it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how well it plays out. I hope we'll have a good group of people, and we'll remember how to do everything. So. Yeah, I don't have any any hopes or any um, worries. It's not going to go off. That's it's not going to go off. Um, it's going to go. It's going to go off without a problem. I so. know. I know it is, and I'm I'm very sad this year because this is the first time in like five years that I've missed it. And we're we're going to Iowa to be with uh, Bahar's uh, great or grandparents, Aiden's great grandparents. So he's probably one of the few times. I mean, I hope not, but probably one of the few times we'll get to see them. So we gotta we gotta be an adult and uh, go out there and all this adulting family. stuff we have to do. I know, man. Like it's 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 hard to work in a podcast amidst all the adulting, but we're still doing it. We're, we're still doing still doing it. Um, just make our wives do all the work with the children. So <laughs> I'm kidding, kind of. Are you? Um, are you really? No, I'm kidding. You know, I'm kidding. No, but you're you're a good dad. And I think we I, both help out. I try. Yeah. I, I, hashtag I try. Hashtag I try. No, but yeah, life has been good, and I hopefully, hopefully, um, you'll be hearing everybody will be hearing a lot more from us. I think 
Yeah. This summer we're going to really kick it off and Well, I mean, I can't, you know, I I can't really get out of the house very much. Oh. And so I'm I'm glad I have this nice podcast set up. So so you being able to come over and bring beer is going to be really nice because um for those listeners who probably don't know, which is probably most everybody listening, I um <laughs> I dislocated my knee on a recent trip to Colorado. How did you dislocate that knee in Colorado? <sighs> well, um, you know, there's a lot of things that are legal there that I'm, aren't that's here. Just, I'm, I mean, I was, that was my train of thought. I'm actually, I'm actually kidding about that. But, yeah. um, but no, I, I went to this trip in Colorado. It was really awesome. Um, we kicked off the trip by going to Upslope Brewing. Literally, Upslope. we got off the plane, um, got a, got my rental car, met up with the other guys that were going on the trip with me, and then we went straight to Upslope. Now, question for you uh-huh like when i did when i went to denver a couple of years ago uh-huh. i did basically the same thing but i went off i got off the plane and drove like that was like 45 minutes an hour hour i think uh-huh. i drove straight to fort collins and then went to a sour brewing company then we went to the, the, the tour of new belgium and after like having several beers mm-hmm. plus the altitude man it's like, it, like that altitude and the beard combined was like Boom, hit me really super smart. I had to go back to our Airbnb and like rest for like an hour before I could do anything else. Was it the altitude or the altitude in air quotes? No, no, it was the altitude because like the altitude makes you like dizzy and like and very weak. It can, yeah. So I was dizzy and weak, plus with the like somewhat effects of alcohol i mean it just it all combined and created some and so so did you have any kind of like feeling i i think i I, i'm gonna blame some of it on the altitude okay (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if that's a part of it but i'm gonna blame it on it there you go um but yeah no i mean before before i get into that i mean oop slope was really cool it was neat to be able to go you know to where um alex violet really got kind of his really really big start um and what what eventually propelled him to doing um, Pasteur Street and ultimately brought him back to Knoxville, even if it was just for a little while. I know they're back in Vietnam, at least for a little while. Um, but you know, I, it was, it was cool getting to see that. I got a nice hat, which you've, um, you're thrilled that I'm not wearing my Mountain Dew hat anymore. Yes. So, um, I do have that and I'm pretty thrilled with it. Um, and then beyond that, like, yeah, we, we went, um, went into Estes Park. I was there for a retreat. So, um, you know, we spent most of the time out in Estes Park and that area was just beautiful. And then, so just to set the scene, the day we left, like we got out a little early from the retreat and, um, we decided we were going to take our time coming back just to have a scenic, you know, just beautiful trip, you know, take the scenic overlook back out of Estes Park into Denver and stop through Boulder again, get more beer, do all that. And so on our way back up Estes Park, like up this really scenic passageway, we decided to pull over to the side of the road because we had this really nice overlook that we wanted to go, you know, walk up and see. And so we start walking, we go up to this little like rock face and climb up there. And sure enough, you've got the, this beautiful view of Estes Park and there's actually a rainstorm coming in. So it's just this really cool backdrop to what's going on. So I take the picture, I get my camera out, I scramble up this rock, I take the picture. My buddies that were with me were up an extra level from where I was, like up on the rock an extra level. And I was like, I probably shouldn't go up there. I should probably just be fine with being an adult and being right here, being happy. And then the other part of my brain said, nah, you can make it up there. It's easy. (laughs) You should go. And so I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll, you know, I'll just walk. And so, um, you know, it, it wasn't too steep. But there was, um, you know, there was a bit of an incline kind of climbing up there and there were some like what I'll call like bushes, brambles kind of in my way. And so I had to kind of step over those. So I was stepping awkwardly to step over these bushes and I pull forward with my right foot and I, I think I stretched out a little too far and I pulled myself forward. And as I pulled myself forward, there was just this pop and another pop <laughs> <laughs> and I blacked out very briefly and, you know, and then I fell to the ground and thankfully I, I was carrying my camera. So thankfully, like when I landed, like my camera didn't break or anything. That's I what I was going to ask. Is the camera okay? The camera is perfectly fine because I landed like 
my brain just instinctually took the fall to where I held my camera up in the air the entire time and it was okay. Um, yeah, that's that's the that's, kind of person I am. That's a, that's a media guy falling for you. Yeah, that's right. Guy who does media. Um, so so I fell. Camera's fine. Um, and um, and yeah, I survived that. But then I tried to stand up and I couldn't stand up. Like I couldn't put any weight on my right leg. And I was like, I have done something really bad to myself. After I fell, my buddies were very kind. They picked me up. And they helped me get down the trail, get back to the car. They drove, obviously, because it was my right leg. I couldn't, I couldn't drive to save my life, and I was hurting too much. I needed my leg propped up. Drove me to an ER back around Boulder, and uh, they got really lucky. Like, there was zero weight at this ER. We just came in. I got inspected. They gave me a brace. They gave me some pain medication. And then they, you know, they basically, they wrote me a note pain to get. Pain medication? Yeah, like, you know, like some, I think it was. Yeah, not not marijuana. If that's what you're thinking, no, they did not write me a prescription uh, for marijuana. I was like, is this just an elaborate uh, scheme to get a prescription in Colorado? Um, you know, I, I thought about it, and then I was like, you don't need a prescription in Colorado. It's uh, recreational there. You can just go buy it. I didn't think about that. So I didn't. I didn't even ask. But I, I was just like, man, I am. I if I wasn't leaving today, like I've got the perfect excuse yeah. right now to 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 actually try this, and. Uh, <laughs> It's my leg. The doc. HTC beer. Yeah, the THC. 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 THC is the phone. That's fine, I know. Sorry. The phone Th- beer. I'm sure there is the one. Phone, yeah, it probably is. Yeah. The phone beer. The um, THC. Same letters. <laughs> Listexic. Yeah. But anyways, so so yes, I went and got all that taken care of. But they wrote me a note to like the airport, so that I got like I got to get in a um, let's see, what was it like a wheelchair. Like the guys like took me in a wheelchair and they wheeled me through the airport. So have you, you've been to Denver's airport. So you, you know how much walking you have to yeah. do through those terminals. So like at first I was like, I could probably do this with my, my crutches and stuff. And we get to the airport and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to take full advantage of this. So they wheeled me through the entire airport. And um, I was really worried too, because I was flying United. I was really worried I'd get to the gate and they'd be like, well, sorry, you just got to deal with it. You just got to, have your leg out there and whatever, but they were really kind and they're and, and I mean this had to be like, I don't know, God's provision, because the one seat that was available on that plane was the very front seat and it was the only seat that would accommodate my leg. So um so like so like they moved me up to that seat and everything when I got to the gate and they were they were completely awesome about it. And it's the honestly the best experience I've ever had flying United. So, you know, that's that's the moral of the story. The best way to fly United is to fly injured, not to get injured by United, which which ironically is actually how I started the trip <laughs> or part of part of how I started the trip because United on a prior flight earlier this year had rammed into my knee, actually the same knee that got injured. So maybe there's a correlation there. Maybe, maybe they, they I mean, they, they hurt me so bad. They gave me money nice. <laughs> to apologize and make sure I didn't say anything bad. And of course, I'm not saying anything bad. But I do find it suspicious that both times it was united, my knee is involved. There's a conspiracy here, DJ, if we go deep enough. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um, <laughs> but anyways, back to beer. So you were talking about the Brave Stadium having beer in those cool coolers. Do you think they'll have that with uh, Nayland Stadium? The electric, the, the electric cooler? You know, never know. Maybe one day. Yeah. Because... Um, if you're in Knoxville or in the in SEC school, SEC has basically deemed it okay or legal. Or, I mean, they, I guess they had a ban on it. The SEC had a ban, but they have lifted the ban of selling alcohol in stadiums. Which is pretty exciting. But as of today, Neyland Stadium is probably most likely, I would say like, I would give it a good like 75 to 80%. We'll be having beer in. We'll be having beer in New England Stadium mm. next this or this coming up football season. In, oh yeah, in less than ninety days, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I am sure they will be. They're already installing tap lines yeah. to tap handles. The the state of or the, the New England Stadium has the permit sign up at up on it. I think in front of Gate Twenty One. There you go. It says beer permit application pending. On gate twenty one, that's yeah. a that's an appropriate gate for it to be on. Ah, yeah. I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah. Uh, but um, but so I threw a t- question out on Twitter because it was been a local a lot of the local uh, media was talking about it, like the news media and sports radio media was talking mm-hmm. about it, and they were just talking about like, what do you think about selling beer in college football stadiums? 
And but but on a craft beer angle, I was thinking, I was like, how much would you pay for a craft beer while watching your favorite college football team? Right. And, and I know a lot of people go to pro games and 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 buy craft beer. Yeah. But but with pro games, I think tailgating isn't as much of a culture. Right. So, um, like programs, you just go kind of show up and you you go or you show up kind of like an hour before the game park, go in, maybe maybe have a beer outside or something. But with with tailgating, tailgate up pretty much all day, and mm. you and you go around and visit people and drink whatever beer you want. But when you get in the stadium, you actually have options now, or you'll have an option to buy beer. Right. So how much would you pay for if you got a local craft beer in that stadium? And and do you want local craft beer in the stadium? Does it matter to you? I mean, for the first year, I'm going to say personally, I don't, I wouldn't be heartbroken if I showed up and it was just whatever Eagle Distributing provided, you know, or I say Eagle, you know, it could be yeah. Littman or whoever. Yeah. You know, whoever the distributor ends up being that gets oh, that deal, that which is the, probably hot and heavy yeah. right now, but that's a big deal going down. They're probably, um, they're probably fighting in the parking lot right now. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> you never know; they could each get their own boosts. Yeah, yeah, they could. So. Yeah, um, depends on who's been the bigger donor to UT over yeah, the years. True. I'm sure. Well, Peyton, I think Peyton Manny has a tie with um, Eagle. Oh, there you go. So because he owns several distributorships um, in. I see where this is going already. In New Orleans, mm. and he owns. He, I think he he's part ownership in Eagle with Ray Hand. That would make sense. So, I mean, it would be. I mean, it's only appropriate. Yeah. Um, but, but, but anyways, um, yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, for me personally, I don't mind. I'm not going to be heartbroken if it's just that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would hate it if it's just like Bud Light and Miller Light and maybe Bud Heavy or something like that. You know, like mm-hmm. that would break my heart. But I don't think it's going to come to that. Um, See, I think also the, the 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 craft beer I think that has the best chance to be inside Needland, yes, in here would be Calhoun's or Smoky Mountain Brewery, because right. Calhoun's is already have restaurants inside the stadium. Well, they do. Well, so, I bet they'll be able to sell their own beer there now. Yeah. So I think so. That would be nice. And and but would you pay fourteen dollars for a Cherokee Red though, or twelve dollars, I mean, or just to be able be able to have that? To say I've had it at UT, yeah, yeah, I, I totally would I know, at least once. At least once, I know, and that's that's what I think. That's, for, for, I mean, for my one beer during the game, I don't get, I don't get up to buy when I go to a game. Like I buy my hot dog, I buy my coke. Like I don't get up for a lot of refreshments and a lot of like stuff during the game. I'm typically glued to the game either because mm-hmm. I've got really cheap seats and they're really far away. Or, or just because the game is good enough to where I don't feel like I need to get up. So I wouldn't be going back to buy a lot of beer. Are they allowed to sell liquor? Wine, no liquor. Wine. No okay. no wine, no liquor just yet. Well, I, I've smelled enough liquor in that stadium over the years to know yeah. it's not going to matter anyway. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. I think it's going to change the culture of, of college football stadiums. Yeah. And I think with the college football stadiums kind of doing it now, where pros have done it since – since the beginning, pretty much. Yeah. But they've always, the pros have always sold the Bud Light and the Miller Light, and they're just now getting into the craft beer game. Like, you'll see, like, a Goose Island, I know it's owned by um, Budweiser now, but, like, but it's an option to have. And I think um, the Braves, we've been talking about the Braves. Yeah. Mill Coolers owns either part or all of Terrapin now. Right, uh, I think they own all of it. No, all of it, no. yeah. but but they have a the Brave Stadium has a has a small batch Terrapin Brewery inside the stadium, which is pretty cool. Which is pretty cool. So and so you get the you kind of get the flavors and the in the craft um, aspect through there. So in a in a college environment, I think that would be kind of, kind of cool. In a lot of your college towns, you have a lot of wonderful little craft breweries in college towns, right? And so I think those little smaller craft breweries might have more of a chance to get in, inside of a college stadium than a than they would a pro stadium, which is more of a big corporate kind of market. Right. My my only concern for this is people like Budweiser. You know, now I wonder if they'll be able to also advertise and sponsor in the stadiums as well. Do you know if that's part of the deal? I've I've. I mean, it would be have to. Well. You'd, you'd have to. Pro- I mean, if 
if they're selling it, you'll have to advertise it that they're yeah. They'll have they'll have signage and stuff like that. Did did we talk about on this podcast? Did we talk about me going to the National Sports Forum in Las Vegas? I don't think we may have mentioned it. May have mentioned it vaguely, briefly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I don't think we did because we had we were talking a lot about the the other the beer festival when I got back from that. Yeah, but no. So I went to National Sports Forum in Las Vegas, and one of the presenting sponsors for that event was Budweiser. And one of the cool things about being there was, you know, I was there to sponsor or to talk about a startup that I was working in prior to moving to HumblePod. And when we were there, I also got to sit in on one of the or on several sessions. And some of those were involving sponsorships and sponsorships with Budweiser. And they were talking about how they sponsor sports teams and the incentives that they provide to sports teams and how those incentives are provided. And, you know, it's not really based on beer sale per se, but social media engagement's a big one that they really push to get people involved. And actually their incentives now are based on how much engagement they get on um, on these social posts and things like that. So they're trying to get their sports teams, their pro sports teams, pro-am, whoever, like part of their big goal is to get them to get engaged and get their fan base engaged by using um, social media basically. And by doing that, like if they reach so many social shares and things like they unlock more sponsorship dollars for their school. So free advertising, free free advertising, but, but Budweiser is basically paying them for the advertising, but it's interesting because it's a shift. It's like they're, they're kind of requiring original content to be created by the schools with their brand engaged. So I'm, I'm saying all that to say, like I could easily see that working its way into the school system and making like, those brands more prevalent even to the point of like what's served at a game versus, you know, like a craft beer at a game because that's where they're trying to, that's the part of the market they're trying to take over still. But, yeah, I mean, and like, what, make, like make, pushing people to like take a picture of their self and hashtag and with a beer and decide that's the inside kneeling. Yeah, or creating original content, content. like videos and things like that, like, yeah. Like the Bud Knight comes in and, you know, like they, they've got a, it's actually a really great video. Um, props to like, I, I, you can, you can hate on them for a lot of things. Their marketing is definitely yeah. not one of them. Um, and the, the Bud Knight um, with the Baltimore Ravens was amazing. You, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. He becomes a recruit for the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> and and that, that's kind of the examples they're going for. So, so the schools like doing videos like that and things like that. So, it's just like, you know, is it going to be big beer focused once we really get into this or are we going to see a craft focus? I think it's going to be hard from a commercial aspect, especially with the university, for them to go, oh, well, we really need to support our craft beer community. And one of my friends on Twitter, Shane McMahon, he actually tweeted, he was talking about, like, he think with the, with the beer taxes and stuff so high in Knoxville or in the, or in. <laughs> that was, that was a great response. Um with the beer hat taxes being so high, he yeah. thinks that the prices of the, so if you do get oh, a, you're, are you talking about this guy? No, I'm talking about another oh, one. So I was just talking about the more the, <laughs> the price point, which was the original question we had. Oh yeah, but because I think the the 57 percent of the vote or 54 percent of the vote said they would pay seven dollars. Yeah, which by the way, I was impressed. We got 48 responses to yeah. this, um, and and yeah, we'll just since you're bringing it up, sorry, I'll we'll go through this real quick. 21 percent of you all said that. You wouldn't pay more than five dollars for a craft beer, which I love your optimism. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> That'd be awesome. It'd be like the um, the Atlanta Falcons stadium, the Mercedes Benz stadium. Yeah, in Atlanta United, they do the fan friend fan friendly pricing. Yeah, which I think which, is great. Which is great. So like, I think the the most expensive beer in that place is like eight bucks, and it's like a twenty four ounce premium craft brewery, or I think it might even be a thirty two ounce. Right. These but, these students are spending tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to this university already. And you're going to charge them $15 for a beer. Yeah. I hope seriously. not. So, but, but, but no, so 21%, $5, 54% to your point, $7, 15%, $10. And then only 10% of you would pay $12. The most I've ever paid for a beer inside of the stadium is $10. Oh, really? And I, I was, and I was racking my brain how much I've ever paid for a beer inside of the stadium at the Braves game for that, the craft can, I, I, I think the, they had the, one of the craft cans of uh, whatever the beer is. Well, it was uh, we just we just Hops, had hopsecutioner. I think a hopsecutioner. I think okay. it, I think it was eight or nine bucks, maybe. Yeah. 
But a lot of times they also give you like a full pint can. Too. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it was just, a big uh, pint can. Yeah, not just like a. And so I was, ounce. I was trying to say thank you. And then when I went to FedEx Field for a Manchester United soccer game, which is in DC, Guinness was eight dollars a can for a can of for a pint can of Guinness. I've got you beat. I went to the Yankees Stadium. Oh, nice a new one. Fifteen dollars for a can of Heineken. Wow! See, and that was the most craft they got. Wow! Which sounds like the Yankees, doesn't it? That does sound like the Yankees. <laughs> no, but I just couldn't. I I don't remember ever paying more than ten dollars for a beer in any stadium, any stadium or, or sporting event. Speaking of sporting events, <laughs> but oh yeah, my I want to put that on silent. Whoops! My my uh. ESPN alert just came off. It was hilarious, though. Good time. Yeah, a very good time. No, but yeah, so I was I was just interesting because with the beer sales in in Neyland Stadium and it being something new in a, in the college realm, I know a lot a lot of people will probably come back and say, "Oh, pros are different a lot." But I, pros have done it year for years, but I think there's just two different atmospheres when it comes to college and pro. Yeah, sports, and I think. Pro sports are very corporate kind of sterilized environments where, I mean, it's fun to go to pro games. It's You get the luxury of pro games. But when you're a – I can envision myself or envision more people at a at a Neyland Stadium in the old – down in the old hall or down in the old parts of the stadium and uh, and in the bleachers and stuff with their with with a pint of local beer more than I would – in a corporate environment like Nissan Stadium, where the Titans play, or or yeah. Hard Rock Stadium where the Dolphins play, it's like um, that's a place. Almost, it's a, it's it's almost like a Walmart of football. Yeah. So like, but the college stadiums are are unique, and so it's I think it's a different vibe. So I that's what I was kind of wondering would would people that go to college games prefer a craft beer? Would and that could that be a focus? in college stadiums since it's brand new. We'll and see. these are smaller markets that have most of them. I mean, I know you have um, Swamphead is a big one in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. Athens has multiple breweries and that's oh, where, yeah. and that's where um, Terrapin started. I'm never going to be so excited to go to a Georgia game. If they yeah. say that like creature comforts, yeah, creature, <laughs> yeah. if they said creature comforts was in here, I would be like, Oh yeah. my gosh. Of course in Nashville, if you go to a, a Vandy game, they have all the different breweries in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And so, like all these different smaller markets that have these small breweries that are kind of are that could easily have more connections with the community and of a, a sports team. I just was thinking, would you would you want that? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I I think I think it would be I think it would be great if the breweries can keep up with the capacity because Nayland. I mean, yeah. you're talking about supplying beer to I mean, not a hundred thousand people, but probably. I mean, probably good. You need enough beer to be able to support five to ten thousand people for a game. Yeah, I mean that's what I, w- I was saying. Roughly, if it's if it's on par with the market, it's like what twenty twenty five percent of beer drinkers in that stadium. Yeah, would want to drink craft, right? Or premium beers, right? So but you've still got to have it at multiple stations too, because it's not just like one spot in Nayland yeah. Stadium is going to be available. Our our the favorite response was the uh, yeah this is one I was laughing about I yeah. thought you were referring to so Guinness Forever sixty one says I'm trying to imagine spilling a fifteen dollar sour coffee bacon maple chocolate milk stout down the steps of Nayland nope lol yeah I thought that was pretty funny that was pretty good <laughs> I mean that would be something that would be kind of cool to be able to in the stadium instead of outside the stadium like. I've tailgated for years and uh, I'll bring the craft beer um, cooler to the tailgate and we'll try different beers and almost have, I've have, I've had many, multiple tailgates that are almost like mini bottle shares yeah. for the stadium and you drink a beer like that. Yeah. It'd be kind of fun to do that in the stadium. If, if the, I think so. If the, uh, and I would think and me, I would pay $12 and I think that's probably my limit. Yeah. I'm like once you once you start having to, like once you start having to hand over twenty and you don't get much back, <laughs> and 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 if you're sitting in the top of the stadium, you can see the brewery that you're buying. Yeah, that was. I'll what, just go there after the game. Yeah, I just go there after <laughs> the game. But yeah. I think it's going to be 
I think it it'll be a, it would be a unique opportunity for local craft breweries yeah. in these smaller markets that could easily that it it's just easily more easily accessible to connect with the college team to actually get it get your foot door foot in the door of, with a college team yeah because somebody somebody from that college up up high in that college probably goes to that local craft brewery right and but then that but that college that local craft brewery might not be able to get into like a corporate stadium because because the corporate's contracts with the NFL and the blah 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 that probably wouldn't have that if most of the breweries in town are distributed by Eagle and Cherokee mm-hmm. or Eagle or Cherokee. So if Eagle or Cherokee get maybe that local brewery can get, get in the door to be, to be sold in Neyland, that would be cool. To- I think, I think it's cool and I think it will happen. I think we'll see at least one local brewery included in, um, in that, even if it's not this first year, it'll probably be like the next couple of years. I mm-hmm. could definitely see that, especially as our breweries grow. I mean, they are growing and, and not stopping, dude. No, we, we are have, we are full force, man. Oh my gosh, we have. I'm I'm just looking at the list. Like breweries, you'll be able to walk in and visit probably in the next two to three months. I mean, we have three. No, we we have three new actual breweries coming. Um, well, technically, I guess two new actual breweries yeah. coming. Maybe three, plus um, plus some other exciting things happening. So we've got Next Level. We've got Elst. We've got. Albright Brewing. We've got Beard and Beer Market, which is apparently starting a brewery, yeah, which is the first I've heard of this. That's the word on the street. Like, word, like word on the street. Yeah, that's word on the street that they're they're looking to maybe put some tanks and maybe do, and they've already did a collaboration. You I, heard I, it here first, kids. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they heard it here first. But. Well, some some will because it's first time hearing yeah, it. But um, I know Chris DP8 or is it what is it? Ipitero. I can't. I can't. I can't always. Ipitero. I can always mess up his last name. Ipitrio or something like that. Anyways, yeah. But anyway, I know that he did the a manager kind of, over there. He did a collaboration with Print Top, which yeah. was cool. So it's out. I think it's been pouring at the beer market. Right. But so they're I think they're getting some they're getting their foot in the board with the brewing game. Nice. So that's nice then. I mean, in my neck of the woods in South Knoxville, we're we're waiting the arrival of Highwire out of Asheville, North Carolina. Wow. They're opening a tap room in it. If I'm going when I I go down severe is one of the ways I can go home and I've I've been I find myself going down that way more and more just to drive around the brewery to, 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 or drive around the trap room to see how close and all the murals they're painting and the and the this, the reconstruction of the brewery cannot wait to see it <laughs> maybe I, uh, yeah I'll tell this story I don't care uh, okay we can always edit it out if it's inappropriate later no it's not that inappropriate. <laughs> there has been multiple times speaking of our conversation with Neyland Stadium. There's been multiple times I've been tailgating or something. A lot of times I will like park at Alliance area. Uh-huh. And then I'll like Uber to the game or uh-huh. Uber downtown. Yeah. Have a few beers in Alliance and go downtown to like for a football or basketball game. Then a lot of times like the Uber is like $100 after a game. Uh-huh. And it's only like a 30-minute walk from the Neyland Stadium or Thompson Mall Arena to um to Alliance. Mhm. So I'll just walk back. <laughs> the building that how are in was my go-to spot to hide in the in the crevices in the in the backside of the building to pee at. <laughs> <laughs> now you'll just be able to walk in and use an actual exactly. <laughs> it was like like me walking, I'm, I'm three quarters away the there. I can't make it to the restroom. I can't make it to Alliance or to make to my car to get me home. So it was like, it was an old abandoned building. So well, I'll just go in this corner in the dark and pee on side of the building. I know it's wrong. I know you're. Everybody's it's like, judging it's me. Like the, it's like that episode of Seinfeld where they're they're walking through the uh, they're endlessly walking through the parking garage and like just pee, just just duck behind a car and pee. It'll be fine. And the minute Georgia does, like police show up, <laughs> sirens, they end up in jail. Like it's amazing. Um, but it, that's what's funny. And <laughs> that's what would happen to me if yeah. I, I tried to do that. So, so I've, I've peed there. I've peed in that building multiple times. So, <laughs> so, and I can't wait to sh- share this with the owners. When the, when uh, uh, I am sure they will be like, great. There's the weird yeah. guy that this was his place. He peed. I don't think you'll have to share it with them because we'll probably hear it on the podcast first. <laughs> That's oh. that is both amazing and hilarious. Yeah, so time. I'm excited for the building. 
Yeah, it's exciting. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I was excited just having um, a Nashville or Asheville brewery that big and that confident in our beer scene to come and and because we've looked at we've looked at Asheville as as this beer city for so long, right? And and how and we're growing our scene and they've had their scene a scene established for several years now, Mm -hmm. but they feel confident enough in our scene. Yeah, the old the the craft beer capital that is Asheville still feels. I think feels feels um confident to come over and open a, open a tap room because yeah. our scene is is up and coming and 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 I've heard some some pushback saying oh we want our own we're going to create our own we don't need Asheville and no come on come on that's what I say yeah and I'm like come on come on let's like let's build a build together if if. Asheville wants to some uh, however wants to be a part of it, yeah. Because it looks like, or, or of course they do, and and they're just going to help grow it. So it's going to be. I think it's going to be, and I think that will be bring people from Asheville. Go, oh, we can I go think, to Nashville. Not we can go to Knoxville. We'll go, Highwire has a tap room there. Then then within Highwire's tap room is walking distance. You have Alliance and Print Shop. That's amazing. So it's like. Easily do a South Knoxville pup crawl. I mean, South Knoxville pup crawl. Is, speaking is, speaking of, this isn't on our list, but you know, Zach at Knox Brew Tours is going to be starting a walking tour soon. Yeah, I mean, that's perfect. So, you there can, you go. You could easily walk from my house to Alliance Print Shop uh, and Highwire and back to my house in under under an hour and a half. Um, like two hours if you have a pint at each place. Yeah, three hours maybe. No. <laughs> Five hours. No. Yeah, but, but anyway, no. But it, no, it's easily walking. Like I, I would say, it's a five-minute walk in between each of those breweries or less. Mm. I mean, between Alliance and Highwire is two minutes uh, tops. Yeah, yeah, they're really close together. Yeah, so it's it's gonna be real fun, and then I think and th- there's gonna be a lot of community stuff, and a lot. I mean. I mean, you could have your own South Knoxville beer fest just with those three guys. Well, those three—that's that's that's like evidence of the South Knoxville revitalization. Yeah. Like South Knox is finally seeing that spark of life that's been missing for so long. In, in fact, it's funny. Um, Todd White—he he actually just spoke at the American Marketing Association um, luncheon yesterday, and he he was talking about the economic impact of brewing, and he was talking about South Knox and how Alliance really kickstarted the economic revitalization in that area. Oh, no doubt. And, and it's definitely cool to see it. Well, if you look at any of the, 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 I mean, that, that's been an old adage for a while. If you look at it, any, any uh, area, I mean, Knoxville is an example, but you can pretty much pick in any major city. It's a key economic indicator of growth as a craft brewery. Yeah. So the more craft breweries you have, the more indication that your city's actually growing yeah. economically. But like, but you can see a lot of these small these these areas that were not necessarily run down, but I guess I don't know, a lot of them were run yeah. down. But oh yeah, but the the growth of that area was started by a craft brewery. Yeah, that that craft brewery took a chance that hey, there's this this area has potential. We'll open a tap room here. Then that bred a coffee mm-hmm. shop that restaurant so forth so on next thing you crossfit know. center right yeah. <laughs> that's where, there, where there's a brewery there's at least one coffee crossfit shop and a crossfit coffee. nearby exactly um we, we learned that in nashville or Na- that is very true and definitely it, true in nashville that's like a science true. out there yeah exactly <laughs> um, oh but yeah then we have next level I already said next level. That's going to be interesting. It's right there on the corner of Broadway and Central. Yeah. Once once they get that Broadway revitalization yeah. done, well, I guess it's not Broadway. It's really the Central revitalization yeah. done. Once once they get that done, it's going to be really nice. I think do. that's going to be one of the mo- more because you'll be able to walk crafty yeah. there, and then up to the food truck park and Schultzbrow and. All the way out to um, Hops and Hollers, um, and then if you really want to keep walking, you can go all the way out to Elst. Elst, and then even if you if you really have the energy after that, which you may after all that beer, you can go all the way out to Fanatic as well yeah. through there. So it's just yeah, crazy. And 
I think one of the, I mean, next level where it's located right there on the corner of Broadway and Central. Yeah. I mean, other than I mean, probably uh, downtown Grill and maybe Balther, uh-huh. it's going to be one of the most visible breweries just by traffic standards. Right. I, like people are going to see it because people travel Broadway so much and travel Central right there so much. And it's people go up north because there's and mm-hmm. that, 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 because a lot of people hit go straight down Broadway because. It goes right into Felton City, and then it goes into downtown, and intersects with Central, and going to Old City, and and back up north, and then you have the on ramps right there on Baxter on mm-hmm. Central. So a lot of people getting off the the interstate right there. That's just going to be a, a brewery that a lot of eyes are going to hit when they yep. go by. So I think I think that I think that, that could be traffic area. Yeah, it's going to be very successful. I think yeah. I, I think one of the reasons how that can be very successful is just because it's going to be. Um, yeah. people are like so many craft breweries in the, in the, in the past. And then when I, when I visit them cities, they're kind of tucked away in, in industrial areas. Right. Like, Oh, um, cause you need that space for the brewing equipment yeah. and the zoning like, laws. How, and uh, like red hair in Atlanta. It's kind of yeah. back in little, like little warehouse park. Right. So they're not that visible out. But, Knoxville's going to have a lot of breweries that are very kind of invisible, visible inside the town square that are easy, easier to get to than most yeah. cities. Yeah, it's. I mean, we're going to have a very walkable downtown. We already do have a, I think, a pretty walkable downtown, but even more so now, we're definitely going to have a scooterable downtown. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm heartbroken. Like my knee injury happened at the worst time because like the scooters come in and it's like. Oh, there's no way I can do that on my knee. Like I would stop. I'm afraid and I would of the put my right leg out, and then I'd like die. I'm afraid. Um, yeah, I'm afraid of hitting people on them or bad things happening. But yeah, so I mean, we we have all that coming. I mean, Albright. I don't know much about them. Um, but I mean, it Is looks that- like looks like a really cool place. Um, let's see here. Yeah, they look like they're going to focus on IPAs, even like bourbon and wine infusions, and innovative creative creations inspired by travels abroad which i'm really curious to see what that means um if if they're just going to try a lot of international styles or if they're actually going to pull from like i don't know an international craft beer that they've tried that they're like oh this is different because i mean there there are legitimate i mean we've talked about on this podcast before there are legitimately breweries that are like in italy that are craft breweries that have not been around for hundreds of years that have just started by local people that want to have craft breweries so if they're taking from inspiration from that, I'm interested. If they're, I don't know, that could just be marketing speak for, we're going to do it, Kolsch. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll be curious to see what they actually mean. Maybe they'll be Indian craft And it's kind of cool. And, and and I know there's some other businesses that have been right there on Sutherland Avenue, but it's kind of the first big brewery, that's the first brewery that's going there on Sutherland. So it's, it's going to kind of see the growth of that area too. Yeah. And, and it, it's kind of its own little community right there. So I, it's got the river sports and different things, so it's going to add a craft beer to that. So, yeah, so it's going to be in right there, close, not that far from the beer market. So, yeah, and that'll be, I mean, that'll be nice to have another brewery yeah. close by. So, like, brew tours can do a their beard and run could be abridged, Albright and BBM. Yeah. So yeah. and uh, start with the A's, A's and the B's, <laughs> A's and the B's. <laughs> Would there be a? Do we don't have a seat? You know, we have Clinch River. You could do the ABC brewery. There you go. <laughs> brewery tour. And then, yeah. And so, we, I mean, we've got a lot going on. I guess kind of moving on um, to our last little thing. Do we want to take a pause and get a beer and come back? Sure. All right. Well, we're going to take a little little pause here. And, uh, and we'll come back and we'll be drinking some beer and talking about what DJ brought back for $1,000 from um, Atlanta. All right. And we are back with beer, uh, fresh beer. Anyway, we we had just down some delicious Marble Brewing Company beer. Marble, you may be familiar with if you've known Knoxville beer long enough. They're they're most known for turning craft beer into sawdust. Uh, That's a bad joke. <laughs> it's a beautiful joke. Yeah, yeah. But you you've already heard the punchline, so you're like, oh, that's lame now. But no, I mean, Marble Marble is um, is known in Knoxville for suing Marble City Brewing yeah. and keeping them from using Marble in their name. And the rest is history. And the rest is history. <laughs> oh, 
I'm drinking Atlanta Brewing Company's their Hartsfield Indian Pale Ale, their IPA. That's pretty tasty. Just a good uh, flavor. Not too terribly bitter. That sounds really tasty. Um, not too terribly bitter. Citrusy. 6.2. And I am drinking the Wooden Robot. Uh, it's a double dry hopped IPA with local barley and oat malt and mosaic hops. So I'm, I don't. And it's, and it's from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. So. Interesting beer. So my wife a shot here. absolutely loved it. I did not. And why didn't you like it? It was almost too too flowery for flowery. I can't floral floral too floral, floral. For, for me. But I I had just drank uh, I think one of these fogs and maybe something else. Then I tried that or we me and Ralph Re- split that or we were going to split it. Yeah, and it was just. The floral was just too much for me, and maybe because I had had back to back floral beers. I think I think maybe I'm not really getting. I don't know. For me, my palate, I'm not really getting those floral notes. I'm I'm really getting like it's got that local barley and oat malt. Like I'm getting a lot of malty flavor in this. Mm-hmm. It's definitely different. Yeah, it's definitely different. like she I need to keep sipping on it to give you a better answer. She said it reminded her part of my garden from last day's autumn, which is just dank. So it was just, yeah. Okay, I can. Okay, yeah. I, I see what you're talking about. I don't know, but I, like I said, I have another one at home, so I'm gonna give another shot. But I didn't hate the beer, but it just wasn't my favorite. And I think it, the reason why it wasn't my favorite is because it's not blowing me away. It's be, not terrible, but it's not blowing me away because it was what I was drinking or with it. But I this Hartsfield is just a good sessionable or not sessionable, but. Good drinkable IPA. Yeah. Um, it's just something drink fresh, the international exotic rotating hops. I wonder if that uh, mm. means they just kind of um, use different hops in this style. Probably. But Atlanta Brewing Company used to be Red Brick Brewing Company. I did Laughing Skull. Oh, yeah. So they rebranded. I didn't realize they rebranded. They rebranded as long. Do you know why they rebranded? Um, I, th- I think it was just kind of just to refresh the brewing company. And I think it, I think it may have been Atlanta Brewing Company original, and they went to Red Brick. Then I think they wanted to go back for the anniversary. To, I think it was, or I don't know, it says since 93, so it was maybe an anniversary. But there was some reason or some milestone that, that because they rebranded on probably should have googled that but i didn't but <laughs> it's okay but whatever but but, but they rebranded but yeah so um but that that's some of the beer that i brought back there's there's several more i got another um one another and for some odd reason i did a bunch of ipas and cans and uh-huh. then i all my bombers that i bought yeah and bottles were were stouts mm. so it's like i was like i went straight up like I'm gonna buy this IPA. Like I'm gonna buy ten, six packs of IPAs and cans. Then I'm gonna buy like five bottles of stouts. And I don't know what possessed me. I was just you were just in a mood. In a mood. Your shopping it. spree. Yeah, I was, it was retail therapy. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but it was good. Yeah, I mean it's it's good beer. I mean you know it's not not oh. the worst. I need to keep drinking. I it. did want to tell my quick story about. Yeah, yeah. You go Marble. ahead. You said you had a story about Marble Brewing Company. Well, so I have a friend who. Uh, What's li- that friend's name? Because I'm sure he listens. Jimmy. Jimmy. He li- he lives in Albuquerque, and, and so I told him to bring me back a craft beer from Albuquerque, and so he brought this back from me. But he told me an interesting thing because apparently in Albuquerque they have very strict DUI laws. Okay. So when you go to Marble, if it's the beer is under ten percent, I think under ten percent, you're allowed to have four of them while you're drink, while you're there at the brewery. Uh huh. If it's over ten percent, you're only allowed to have three. Then they won't sell you any more beer at the brewery. Like even even if you're buying stuff to take home. No, they they'll buy let you buy a six pack to take home. Okay, okay. But as in drinking there, and if it's under ten percent, they will not serve you more than four or yeah four beers. Yeah. Okay, interesting. I mean, if it and it's and it's and it's three, if it's over ten percent. I mean, I mean that makes sense. I mean, I honestly, I'm not gonna buy much when I when I go out. You know, I'm I'm not a lightweight by any means, but I know that like after about four, I'm really feeling it. Mm-hmm. 
So generally, I'm not as close to downtown. My house isn't as close to downtown as yours, so I'm not Ubering home. So I'm like, all right, two, three. If I get close to four, I'm like, yeah, this is about it before before I tap out. See, the thing of it is, like, a lot of times at the different breweries and uh, craft beer places, I will watch sporting events. Uh And so... (laughs) I have been a part I, of this. I, I know I, the routine. A nervous drink. I very much enjoy a it. A nervous drink. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's like you drink out of just sheer fidgety. You want something in your hand. So there's more than four consumed in, in, a, in, a, in a Manchester match or a soccer match or a Tennessee football game mostly. Right. So it's like, I guess there, I mean, I don't know if that plays so sports, but I've just never heard of a crap brewery setting a limit. Okay. Well, I mean, the bartender can cut you off. Oh, yeah. Well, just setting a across the board limit. Right. Of four. Okay. This is, we're going to do four breweries, uh, beers per person. That's it. Yeah. But I mean, I guess you are right. Once you, once almost anybody hits that fifth beer, they're, they're probably feeling something. Yeah. You're, you're, unless you're just drinking a, a, a something like the, like the table beer at Alliance might be four yeah. percent or something, unless you're just drinking. Like I drink Boddington's a lot when I'm at um, at the pub watching soccer. Mm-hmm. So that's, bot- a, that's not a very like. I yeah, mean, it feels like it's a filling beer, but it's not a very heavy it's, beer. Yeah, very. It's I mean relatively low ABV compared to most what of, of the beers I drink. Yeah, so I I can easily drink four of those and not really fill it. Yeah. Um. Um. So so I would like so like so if you had. For me, like I wouldn't put a cap on that because like somebody wanted to have right, but over we're, time. We're talking about DUI laws and like, I know. What, what the state has decided, well, not not the no, brewery. Per see, se. I think no, no, that they have strict DUI laws. That's why the brewery. In, in Ab- is there some liability on the brewery for overserving? Yes, you? Uh, I gotcha. Yeah. That's why they're so strict on yeah. it. That makes so, sense. So yes, and 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 I think in Arizona or Arizona or in Albuquerque, there the if. Anybody's pulled over, and so I guess if you're so from what from what I understood, if you're pulled over, mm-hmm. and you got a DUI and you were overserved, you actually possibly could sue the the brewery, or the brewery can be liable for overserving you. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. They, I mean, you know, and that 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 makes. And that kind of makes sense, I guess. They they could be somewhat liable, but I still think, at least for first time offenders, I still think that it's their fault. Like it's it's never the the server's fault for over serving. Yeah. Now, now no. that that said, I mean, it could, you could you could say, all right, well, it's your fault for not identifying this person was too drunk to drive, and you let them leave your premises in a state that was un unhealthy or unsafe. Yeah. But even then, like. There's there's ways that that could be mitigated too, but yeah, I mean, you know, I still think yeah, at, at the end of the day, that's on the the person who made the decision to drink too much. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. But yeah, interesting, Inter- interesting little fact about fascinating about about Marlboro Brewing Company that if you want to go drink there, you can't have more than four. All right, well, now we know. Knowing is at the battle. Knowing is at the battle. Well, I really want to enjoy the rest of this beer, and I don't want to bore people with us just drinking the beer slowly on the podcast. Um, so, so I think we're I think we're gonna wrap up. What um we we got some neat stuff coming up brewery wise. I know we're talking about it. We're actually gonna try and go to some of these places yeah. soon. So I think that list of new breweries that we mentioned were I mean yeah we're, we're we, hit them we, up. we we have feelers out for all of them, and we've been talking with some of the old breweries Brewers. that we haven't seen in a while that we want to go back to. Yes. So um, we're really hitting a summer stretch, so where we have um, opportunities to and time to hit hit hit, hit brewery. So I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited for that. So yeah, I think we're I think we're going to be you'll you'll see a little more uh, dedication to the podcast. Yeah, um, going forward, you know, it's not like I'm you know uh, not doing this for a living now. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and, and on that note if someone wants to is interested in sponsoring humble beer reach out um go to humblepod.com or even our humble beer podcast or humblebeerpodcast.com and, and check us out and um yes yeah, and drop us a note send us a dm in the twitters oh yeah um would love to talk to you get guys. up all up in my dms get all up in those dms <laughs> okay that's just weird that <laughs> Uh, probably leave that out, but, yeah. um, but yeah, like, you know, get up, get up and, uh, yeah, get up in our DMs. I don't know why my mind's going there now, but, um, but yeah, so, you know, um, definitely hit us up, but 
Yeah, beyond that, um, I think that's all. That's all we really had to promote. We, I say, there's exciting stuff coming, guys. There's exciting stuff coming. Like, oh yeah, Knoxville's not done growing in craft beer, and we're not done bringing that information to you. Um, and not just about Knoxville. There's going to be more to talk about, but man, there's a lot of Knoxville coming up. Just, I mean, this podcast was very Knoxville centric. It always and has been. Yeah, I know. But no, but this episode oh, yeah. mainly oh, yeah. was was very Knoxville centric because there's just there was just a kind of a lot of beer news that was oh, kind of yeah. in the Knoxville area with all the different new, new, all, all announcements of the different new breweries, Neyland Stadium being able to sell beer. I mean, that was pretty cool and. So it's it's kind of cool the seeing how the the beer scene craft and non craft is we're I mean if you think about it I mean we focus a lot on craft beer but we're right. we call ourselves the humble beer podcast so I mean if we want to we can sit around here and talk about Budweiser for an hour if you want to oh yeah I mean no, I mean <laughs> no but but just beer news in general in this town is is kind of blowing up so yeah it's yeah there's there's a lot of ways to go. Um, and, and yeah, and more, I could just keep talking about, but, um, but yeah, we'll, I don't know if this will even make it into the episode, but we're, we're nearing the hour and a half mark. We're probably going to break this up. So if you get to the third episode and I'm saying this, just laugh because you're like, yeah, you totally did. Or roll your eyes and go, why did you give me an hour and a half to listen to? Or, you know, I mean, to, to that degree, DJ, maybe we should just make this one podcast and just drop it as like, you know one episode because yeah, this is the road trip episode yeah, like the ramble episode the ramble episode it's a ramble episode it's good for a road trip it's summer you're gonna be driving a lot soon i know i'm gonna be driving a lot next oh, week yeah. anyway um and i'm always Ho- hope i'm podcast. riding not driving so yeah i know dj's <laughs> dj is decidedly not a driver no um I've been anti-driving here lately. I've always been anti-driving. You, you just need to buy a Tesla, dude. Tesla. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So next car needs to be a Tesla. Model 3 with the automated driving. Can I sit in the passenger seat, drink a beer while it drives me? No, we're not there yet. Not there yet. One day. Yeah, One well, day. Uber Uber and Lyft are working on that technology. But <laughs> um, but, but, anyways, yeah. So um, with that said, it's been an awesome podcast. Yeah, CJ. I think so. All right, you got daddy duties. Yeah, I do. Um, well, with that said, this has been Chris Hill. Hey,